Welcome back to another episode of Round 4 Brackets. We have another mini-episode today. That's right, we have our fourth TV Roulette episode. I'm your favorite author, behind only, well, every other author, author you've ever heard of. Um, but with me is Mercy Warren. We have laughed together, we have cried together, we have even watched Space Jam 2 together, and we still make it work, people. It's a difficult time in our marriage, but we survived it. Across from us are Mr. and Mrs. Lawson, the four of us have known each other since the 2009, since at least 2009, uh, some of us longer. We've been in fantasy football leagues together, bowling adventures, and countless sleepovers and meals, and now over a year and a half on this podcast together. It has been a blast. I've had a great time doing it, and I think this is our 23rd episode overall, so yay to us. We're 23 in. We are Michael Jordan. So I don't have a joke with this one. Just happy to be here with you guys, and uh, all right, now let's get into the episode where we will fight, debate, and argue why 75% of us are wrong for picking the shows we did. Let the war begin. We have show number one versus show number two. Let's go. Show number one is How I Met Your Mother, the best burger in New York episode, which was episode two in season four and aired on September 13th, 2007. This is a Mercy Warren pick. I'm sorry, not a Mercy Warren. This is a Mrs. Lawson pick. Mrs. Lawson, correct me and tell me why this is the best episode on this bracket. Well, I don't remember what it's going up against, but it's one of my favorite episodes, and it always makes me hungry. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but I can't, ex- I can't explain why this is one of my favorite episodes. It's definitely not a memorable episode, but Scott, I remember you agreeing with me. It's one of your favorites, too. Um, it's basically the gang are starting off at the bar, and Marshall is having a tough time looking for a job. Uh, and they really want to lift his spirits and find the perfect burger that he had years ago. Robin is super hungry. She done like a cleanse or, some, or something. She done eaten. And um, Barney is gloating and about this new uh, job or client that they've taken on at his job, Goliath National Bank. And I don't remember what's going on with Ted. And Ted is just along for the ride. But Yeah, um, it's not a strong Ted. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mr. Lawson. It's not a strong Ted episode. and Mr. Which is Lawson fine. <laughs> Ted. He hates Ted. Um, it's like probably one of his least favorite characters ever. Um, but anyways, they're going to like different places that they think they remember. The burger being at and Marshall's like, nope, this isn't it, this isn't it. So um, basically, they do end up finding it. Uh, spoiler, if you haven't seen it, I mean, the show's been on for years. but um, And then it is revealed that Marshall has accepted a job at Barney's work with Goliath National Bank and making money and putting a reason to put on pants for the day. So um, it's a good episode, and Regis Feldman makes a guest star uh appearance in it and it's just um, it's a funny episode all right well said and it goes up against this is the show it goes up against mrs lawson it's parks and recreations ron and tammy 2 which aired on february 10th 2011 and was episode four in season three mercy warren this one is yours Yep, I'm going to comment on the Best Burger in New York episode super quickly. Um, Every time Scott and I eat hamburgers, we have to watch this episode. 
it's just something that we do. But... And we've watched this episode a lot of times. Yes. That's going to say. And my favorite part is um, um, I like Regis Philbin's portrayal because they like make him like really like angry and mean, which I think is funny. And then my favorite joke is like when uh, like a random stranger overhears Marshall explaining the best burger in New York, and he tells him to go to a place called the Corner Bistro, and Marshall gets just so irrationally mad. <laughs> he's like, because he's like, I know a, a hint for a good place to get coffee, Starbucks. Like, <laughs> that's my favorite joke of that episode. But um, talking about my actual pick, um, Parks and Rec, Ron and Tammy too. In this episode, um, Ron is dating Tom's ex-wife. And Tom's getting started to get jealous. So he started dating Tammy, played by Megan Mullally, who I really like, just to try to get even with Ron, even though um, Wendy makes the decision to move back to Canada, leaving Ron single. So basically, he and Tammy, Tammy even though they know they have a toxic relationship, um, get back together, and they end up getting remarried and end up in jail. Ron has these like horrible... like. Cornrows. Cornrows. Like, at one point in time, they're, like, running throughout a store, and she's pushing him in a shopping cart. Like, it's just absolute nonsense. So they're trying to, um, get... So the rest of the Parks Department try to break them up and remind them how hazardous Tammy is for him, and he's just not seeing it until she's just starting to, like, verbally berate Tom, and then she, like... He eventually gets over it, and it's fine. And this episode is, like, part of the lead-up to the Harvest Festival, and... The B story is they're trying to get um, the police department to um, support fund the to support the event, and Leslie uses the favor that she was going to use to ask them that to get Ron in, um, out of jail, and then basically the chief of police tells Ben Leslie Nope gets as many favors as she needs. So it's just a cute episode, and I really like Tammy as an, as a character. She comes back a few different times. I think this is her second appearance. Um, she's just so chaotic. And it's funny that, um, 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 oh my god, what's his name that plays Ron in, in real life? Nick Offerman. Thank you. Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally, they're actually married in real life, so the fact that they play that they hate each other is just so funny to me. Alright, so as we get into voting here, you guys can give your opinions on these episodes. Mrs. Uh, Lawson did say correctly that this is probably one of my favorite episodes of How I Met Your Mother. The other one, which uh, I'll say now, too, is the Murdoch list. I love that episode. So hopefully that gets on a bracket in the future. But this episode is so good. It's so funny. And I love it's just the satisfaction at the end of that pursuit of getting something that you really want and then getting it. And especially for Marshall, because he needed that. And like the whole, like the pants thing where he's at like the vegan restaurant and then he's just like, let's go. And he's not wearing pants. And even the, pants the radius. Yeah, and if, yeah, the pants radius. And even like the hippies in the restaurant are like looking at him weird. So as we get into voting, my vote is going to go to How I Met Your Mother, the best burger episode. As a shocker, I'm actually going to vote against myself and give a vote for the best burger in New York, How I Met Your Mother episode. Uh, Mercy, is this the Parks and Rec episode where Ben is, like, super afraid of the police, too? Like, he just, yes. like, is super awkward and, like, doesn't know how to there's talk. A there's a few of them, but anytime there's cops around, Ben gets very, very awkward. I thought that's, that's, like, a good part of the episode, too. This is also where uh, Ben mentions that calzones are his favorite food. Not a great fun <laughs> fact, but uh, <laughs> interesting food quote to go up against another food episode. Is Louis C.K. in that episode, too? Not in this one. He's in a later episode. If he was in this one, because I know which one you're talking about, this probably would have been my vote. Because that's a great... I love Louis C.K. in Parks and Rec. He's funny. 
Yeah, yeah, they like, um, anyway, so, um, I will also, uh, talking about Parks and Rec, I do enjoy that Parks and Rec episode, and I think it is also funny that Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally don't like each other, but do like each other, but then they're married in real life, that's a funny like behind the scenes um but i, I am gonna vote for my how i met your mother episode just because i i like it so much yeah the parks and rec episode to me it's good it's just not one of my all-time favorites um i honestly don't love when like ron just becomes they do a few episodes where ron becomes emasculated i don't really like him as that i think it's funny when he just is on like more of his like his on brand character of being like you know the macho the most macho man ever I think that's more funny than him being like just pushed around by um, his wife or ex-wife. I don't know. That's just that's both, just my opinion. Both, yeah. 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 I mean, it, it is funny. Like I, th- I thought it was funny one time that they did it. Honestly, to kind of like just show there's the other side to him. But they go back to that a few more times. I would like to. Um, that's just my opinion. But um, that's Burger New York. As someone who's worked in the finance industry, like the fact that like Barney <laughs> is just pushing like. Goliath National Bank so hard just makes me laugh and like the song he sings about it like it's just like and I kind of like I didn't realize like why he was doing that until the end I thought it was pretty clever writing um I also like how like it's like they show Marshall's like first day like going out in New York and kind of like when you go to like a new town there's that like first like there's that excitement when you go out that first time or just the street just has like another um another level to it that first couple times you go out it's like the rosy glasses yeah and then you know but then as time goes on it obviously changes everything changes so um yeah that's a really good episode and i'm gonna vote for the the episode without ted yeah <laughs> that's right yeah like because i agree with you we're watching how i met your mother now like ted is just the worst like i always thought like lily isn't as bad as i thought she was but ted i just cannot stand him was that i Pretty close. Everyone doesn't like Lily. Like she's okay. I mean, yeah. she's okay to me. Ted just drives me crazy. Yeah, I think it's like maybe just not to get off on a tangent. But I think it's just kind of her chemistry with Jason Siegel because I've always heard that they didn't really. She didn't like how much he smoked, and they have to be so intimate on the show. And you can almost kind of feel a little not tension, but just something where she's just like, okay, this is my job. I'm just like pretending to be your wife and love you like this. And I never really felt they were like that. Chan- like you know monica and chandler type relationship <laughs> yeah I, I i agree with you actually i, I do think it, it could have been they were like supposed to be really affectionate on the show but they really you didn't believe it honestly. right yeah i get that and you have some experience right like how long did you i mean not to give away too much of your uh your intelligence analyst history but uh you lived in dc for a bit didn't you just for like a summer okay. yeah was was that kind of like how it was for you getting to yeah, the first I remember the first day I got there, I went out like you know just went around the the mall and like all the you know all the big sites and it is kind of like that. The first time like oh it's just exciting, and then by the end of the time I was there, I was ready to go back. Home. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well said. Okay, so how I met your mother moves on, and we get into show number three and number four, and uh, this is a great matchup here, and we'll get into the, why that is in a second here because we have Family Guys. Brian writes a bestseller. Coming up first, which aired on November 21st, 2010, and was episode 6 of season 9. So in this episode, Brian, the dog, frustrated that his books that he's passionate about aren't selling, sells out and writes a self-help book that becomes a bestseller. It, of course, falls apart around him and ends with a live action scene uh, with him in the panel of the Bill Maher Maher show. Um, 
And uh, I think it's really well done this episode. I and and also too, just as a writer, this episode kind of speaks to me. It's probably not Family Guy's most noticeable or memorable episode by any stretch, but it does kind of go. I've been at that point too a couple times where you just want to sell out and just write something that just is crap that doesn't mean anything to you just to kind of sell, you know. And I have yet to really do that. I have written some anonymous uh, books under a different name that have been downloaded a lot that I put out there for free. Um, but you know, it's just not the same. It's like, I want to, I want to do something that means something to me. And uh, I think it's really funny in this episode, how, you know, Brian instantly sells out, becomes like just this jerk to Stewie and, uh, it all blows up in his face, but it's appropriate because this episode goes up against our fourth episode in the bracket, which is the Simpsons, Mr. Plow episode, which was the ninth episode of season four. And here we have this episode is Mr. Lawson. So Mr. Lawson, sing us a jingle. <laughs> this is from, I would say, one part of the golden age of The Simpsons. Yeah, this is where basically Homer uh, gets a job as, he basically decides to start his own snowplow company. Um, and then he kind of just like puts on like an ad late at night. And I thought that was kind of funny. Like, the whole family is kind of just like, like watching this like ad at like two in the morning. But randomly, it kind of works out for him, and he ends up, you know, becoming, like, the go-to snowplow guy around Springfield. Um, and he just kind of gets, like, an ego that kind of surrounds him being, like, the snowplow guy is really funny. Um, and then his, his best, one of his friends from, like, the bar, Barney, sets up a rival snowplow co- company, and it kind of doesn't... Plow King. Yeah, yeah, Plow King. It kind of doesn't end up going too well, um... And then, but like Barney gets trapped on the on a mountain later on. So it's just the the way to me. The funniest part about it is just the way Homer gets so caught up in being like Mister Plow, and they make it like such like a huge ego trip for him. Even though all he is is really just like a snowplow trip. Yeah, he gets the key to the city and stuff, and. Yeah, these are two great episodes, and I love seeing Simpsons go up against Family Guy. And traditionally, like I said before, Simpsons is probably my favorite show of all time, and. Um, so as we get into voting here, oh, and I do I do like the one joke that the Simpsons do too, where like right when that episode, like their commercial airs uh, at night, like like Homer makes a joke, like, "Well, it might be on a crappy network, but the Simpsons are finally on TV." Like <laughs> a nice uh, shot, like a nice uh, dig at Fox, which they do often. Yeah. It's always funny when they do that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, as we get into voting, so I'm gonna put aside usually like if this was just Simpsons versus Family Guy, I'd vote Simpsons, but I think. Um, this episode of Brian writes a bestseller is so much is is funnier than Mr. Plow. Even though this is a great Simpsons episode, I'm going to give my vote towards Family Guy. Brian writes a bestseller. One thing both of these shows tends to do well is the episode will start in one way and it'll end in a completely different fashion, and you kind of have to remember how you got there. Because I think like the Mr. Plow episode is like they got in a car accident and needed a new car. Yeah, and which is funny too because like the insurance guy who was at a bar and the insurance guy is like, "What were you doing at this place called Moe's?" It's like it's a pornography store. I was buying <laughs> pornography. <laughs> so and I mean like with that response. He's like, I never would have thought of that to his own brain. <laughs> so that's something both of these shows, shows do well is it starts one way and ends a completely different way. This Family Guy episode, I don't like how Brian gets so mean to Stewie. Because you can tell that Stewie's trying to do a really good job as Brian's publicist. And Ryan's not appreciating him. And he, I mean, he's still a baby and he's getting so sad. I think you're reading into crying. it too much for that. <laughs> so I, I mean, just 
I don't like how Stewie's feels to her. Brian's never really apologized for for that. Ben Simpsons, I think the the song is funny. I think the fact that he has a little jacket that has Mr. Plow on it is funny. Um, and I also like how they made a callback in like an, another episode, like years later, where Flanders and um, Homer have to go save the kids from school. And Flanders makes a comment, but like, what about the snowplow for that business you used to have? And he's like, what business I used to have? Like, he doesn't even remember that he was ever Mr. Plow. He's like, you're wearing the jacket right now. He's like, I think I would remember my own life, Flanders. <laughs> and then he's like, he sings the jingle that Mr. Plow, that's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow. <laughs> and like, I guess this, at the end of the episode, the snowplow is repossessed. But my episode, my vote goes towards some since Mr. Plow. Yeah, I'm going to go for Mr. Plow as well. Sorry. It, it, like you said, as a writer, I understand why you would like that uh, Family Guy episode. Yeah, I do kind of like, I like when Brian and Stewie are like, are hanging out together. So that's a fun part of the episode. Um, Oh yeah, I'm not this is a win-win for me either way. I love the Simpsons and I'm happy to see them finally move on past the first round. I think this is the first yeah, this is the first time they have. So we get into the second half of the bracket, and we have show number five, Fraser's the Ham Radio episode, which aired on April twenty-second, nineteen ninety-seven, and was episode eighteen in season four. This is Mr. Lawson. Yeah, so I wanted to get a Frasier episode on here. It's such a good show. Um, kind of underloved a little bit, I'd say, by the millennial generation, honestly. Um, so I'd recommend watching it if you haven't seen it. Um, there's a few episodes that really stand out to me. Um, this is just one of them that I kind of just, like, remembered watching and really loving. Um, so basically, it starts out where, I can't remember, honestly, the exact reason why, but Frasier basically wants to set up this, like, Halloween special and make it, like, a fun event for the radio station. And it's basically, like, he needs a bunch of, like, sound actors to, you know, pull off this, like, play that he's trying to learn. And, like, the fact that, to me, Frazier the whole time is like, well, I don't know who's going to play the lead, but you know the whole time that, like, he's really hoping that like, he goes to him, and then he gives it to himself, of course. And I thought it was really funny how they did, like, a, the night before, they did, like, a practice run, and they had, like, a legitimate, like, voice actor who had been on Broadway or something like yeah. that. And then Frazier's, like, giving him, like, notes and just annoying the guy. And so he ends up quitting. And uh, so they, when they do the real version, like, on the radio show, uh, just it's just kind of, like, chaos ensues. Like, it doesn't go to plan. Uh, Frazier's brother, Niles, has to come in and do, like, six voices, which he's totally un- unprepared for. And it's, it's it's not really a typical Fraser episode. I just really love the chaos of the actual like the episode, like the radio the radio show at the end that they try and do. It just doesn't go to plan. It's just kind of funny to watch that happen. Yeah, I love how like they start messing with uh, Fraser too, and like was it like Niall starts popping the balloons or whatever, and they're not cooperating. Yeah, the, like the one guy like has this big like monologue that he wants to do, but like Frazier's too afraid yeah. to go to him because he thinks it's gonna go long, and he just kind of like fights with him and like won't actually like he wants to still do the monologue, and yeah, then Niles like uses balloons to like be for ten gunshots and like kill people off. It's just kind of it's it's a funny episode at the end. Goes up against number six, The Office, the injury episode, which aired on January twelfth, two thousand six, and was episode twelve in season two. This is a Mercy Warren pick. 
Okay, before I talk about my episode, this is that is a really funny episode of Frasier. My favorite part is like Roz gets like oral surgery or like goes to the dentist before has like Novocaine right before, so you can't even hear what she's saying. And that's I thought that was really funny. But um, this episode of The Office, um, Michael um gets out of bed and he clamps his foot into a George Foreman girl because he wanted to have fresh cooked bacon in the morning. So he accidentally stepped and clamped his foot in the fresh, in the Foreman girl. So he calls the office like, I'm injured, I'm disabled, come get me. And he like shows up and he's just milking this for all that is absolutely worse. Um, everyone, kind of, nobody wants to go get him. So Dwight goes and gets him and he hits the gate on his way out to get him which comes into an important event later. But um, Michael comes in, and he's, like, still in his pajamas. He has, like, his foot wrapped in bubble wrap. Like, he's just milking it, and everyone's kind of, like, not taking it seriously. So Michael gets really irritated. So he calls in somebody that ha actually has a, a real disability and tries to compare the two of them. And, of course, everyone realizes how highly insensitive that is. And um, the B story is that Dwight is being super nice to Pam. He showed her how to download things onto this little, like, knockoff iPod she has. Like, he's just being super nice. So we found out later that when Dwight hit the gate, he hit his head and got a concussion. So then Dwight has to go in, they take Meredith's van to the hospital. One of my favorite lines in the entire episode is, like, Dwight is still try is trying to drink alcohol or something that was, like, rolling around in Meredith's van. And he's like, if you stop, don't stop doing that, I'll fire you. He's like, you can't fire me. I don't work in this van. I don't, that's like my favorite line. But um, they get to the hospital and Michael's like, once again, jealous that everyone's paying attention to Dwight and not taking care, not concerned about Michael's like injury on his foot. And so he tries to like stick his foot inside the MRI machine with Dwight and all this stuff. So that's yeah. what I picked. <laughs> yeah, both very funny episodes. I do like how uh, when Dwight gets the uh, that's what she said joke and the doctor laughs at that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Michael gets so mad. <laughs> so as we get into voting here, this is a tough one again. All these choices are, all these episodes are, are really good and the decisions are really tough. I'm probably going to have to give my vote towards The Office though, even though I do love Frasier. Uh, another great, great show. But this episode is just, it's just Michael at his absolute worst. And when Michael's at his worst, it's when the show's really, really funny. So I'm going to give towards the office. Okay, my vote's also going to go towards the office. I mean, even though Dwight has a concussion, I find that, like, uh, not my favorite part. And then Michael is just really, like, cringeworthy in this episode. Um, so, although a memorable episode, I think I am going to go with the Frasier episode just because I enjoyed it more. Yeah, even though, like, I mean, I picked the Frasier episode, so I'm, I'm going to vote for it, but honestly, just, like, I just laughed harder during the ham radio episode than I did the office episode. The office episode does have a lot of, like, I agree. I like all the parts you guys mentioned. The Dwight joke, the, the pudding joke by Ryan, I thought was really funny. Um, I, it honestly bothered me the whole time that, like, Dwight clearly had a concussion. And the fact that, like, the guy in the wheelchair told Jim about it, and then they had, like, three or four scenes, and, like, Dwight is just still working at the table... I was like, why wouldn't Jim, who like clearly could tell what was going on, and then was told by a person that Dwight had a concussion, just did nothing. I just thought that was like a really like it, that really that kind of bothered me, and I think it kind of jaded me against the rest of the episode. I don't know about you guys, but that's, um, that's a good point. Yeah, that's actually mm -hmm. a good point. I haven't thought of that before. Me either. Yeah, maybe like more. I'm like, why wouldn't Jim do this? So that's why I'm gonna vote for him right now. Yeah, the last ten minutes in that show are really funny. 
Yeah. And I do like it. It's funny because, like, it is a good episode of Frasier, the ham radio episode. I love how, like, when, uh, like, his dad's at home listening with, um, what's her face? The, uh, Daphne. Daphne, yeah. They're like, he's like commenting on it too. <laughs> like, that was a smart way to do that episode where you see what's going on in the studio, but also to like the reactions of people listening at home. <laughs> like, it's really funny. Um, so, we do have a tiebreaker now. And as we get into the IMDb scores on this one, both of these episodes really high. Um, the Office got a nine out of 10, but Fraser comes in at only 9.4 out of 10. So wow. Fraser gets the win over The Office. I was a little surprised by that, but I mean... I'm surprised that both of those are that high. I mean, those are really good ratings. Well, well, The Office, that's a famous episode for The Office, but I, I'm actually kind of surprised that people would know that much about the Ham Radio episode because I did I did uh, some research and I was looking at like the top-rated episodes for Frasier, and um, I think I have some of them. I have them written down somewhere, but I was really surprised to see that one rated up there as among one of the higher ones. So it is a good episode, though. And so it moves on. So we get into the last two shows of this episode. So number seven is Game of Thrones, The Battle of the Bastards, which was the ninth episode of season six and aired on June 19th, 2016. This is Mrs. Lawson's pick. Okay, so uh, Game of Thrones, this episode has a lot going on, so I won't like talk about it. But um, basically, Daenerys, Daenerys, and Mithrandi and Grey were are all together, and they are meeting with the masters, and basically, um, they want them to like surrender, and it doesn't go well. So Daenerys eventually like rides in on her dragon and like this player's bay and like burns them. The other like two of the masters. And then Grey Worm is like killing some people too. Um and then they eventually go the Duck Rocky eventually go and slaughter the sons of Harpy. So there's a lot of like battle like going on in this episode. Um and that Theon and Yara are meeting with Daenerys, and they're forming an alliance, so that's happening. And then the bigger part of the episode is in Winterfell, where Jon is going to um, meet with Ramsay, who is in charge of Winterfell right now. And um, basically, they're having a disagreement. Ramsay is just like awful, uh, a awful being. So um, basically, they're battling. They're going into battle because they're disagreeing. And you find out that Ramsey has Rickon, who is one of Sansa and John's siblings. They tell him to run to your brother, like, on the other side, and he dies, and Ramsey kills him. So that, like, leads to the battle part. And then um, Sansa and Littlefinger, um, with the, the Knights of the Vale, End up defeating Ramsey and Winter, at Winterfell with his uh, crew. Basically, Sansa and Littlefinger like and um, forgot to mention like Ramsey has these like dogs that he's starving, and he's like, "Oh, I've been saving them for you, Jon Snow, and they're gonna eat you alive." Um, so basically, he doesn't really care for Ramsey, and he gets eaten by his own dogs because they're starving, and Sansa like puts them in a cage with them and she's just like smiling and walking away and like satisfied 
and because they're like their relationship is awful um when they were married so it's it's a lot going on and um there's other things too that i'm sure i forgot but that was the big part and it's just like a really satisfying and like go get him type of episode and you're like you know rooting for john so and santa and it's like it's one of my favorite episodes of game of thrones i would say yeah, I agree, definitely. And just a couple of fun facts about this episode really quick. I don't know if it was just the battle of the actual bat- the bastards that cost this much, or if it was the whole episode, because there was a lot going on in the beginning with that, with uh, uh, Khaleesi and uh, Argenarius and like the burning <laughs> of the ships. But overall, the episode cost $30 million to make, took 25 days to shoot wow. the battle scene, Yep, 600 crew members, 500 extras, 80 horses, 25 stuntmen, and it was called one of the most ambitious battles ever created and was also credited as, as the most expensive single episode ever to film. So uh, a lot of big things with that episode. Um, but it goes up against number eight's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, The Gang Gets Invincible. Which, <laughs> Can we any more of a contract? <laughs> I know, and I did write something about that here. And that aired on September 13, 2007 and was episode two of season three. Dennis Mack and D all try out for the Philadelphia Eagles when they hold open tryouts, invincible style. And Charlie becomes a green man uh, for the first time. And Frank takes acid, which is pretty funny. So, yeah, this episode probably doesn't have any chance at all against Game of Thrones. I think I just like sabotaging myself when I create these brackets. Yeah. They're so random. I mean, I do put them up randomly. I try to anyway. But <laughs> this is still a very funny episode. And, um,. The guys, it's funny because the guys are so sure of themselves, you know, in like typical Always Sunny fashion. They don't learn anything. You know, that's, it's kind of like, it's a nice ode to Seinfeld where these, the characters never learn the lesson. Um, they never, you know, they never really grow even when they keep messing up and doing all these funny things. Um, but Charlie is Green Man is hilarious and started that. And like uh, after that time, you see the Green Man like everywhere. He was, for a while, he was really popular. He started something with that, Charlie Day. And so, um, really funny episode, but, um, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think as we get into voting here, I'll see where this goes. And even though Always Sunny is my pick on the bracket, I'm going to vote for Battle of the Bastards. Battle of the Bastards, great episode, <coughs> but it also kind of doesn't make too much sense. Like, why all the, the Northmen, like, the, the, the guys north of the wall, like, why they even fight for Jon Snow to take back Winterfell? I remember, like, the build-up to it. Like, they kind of explained it in a way. But, I mean, if it just it's one of those episodes. It, it's a great episode, but it kind of annoys me a little bit where, like, if, if Jon can't rally the North to his cause and he has to use, like, the traditional enemies of the North, you know, the wildlings up there, to do it, it kind of just, like, it makes him seem like he's the usurper because, obviously, nobody in the region really knows how bad the like uh was it ramsey uh snow yeah, ramsey snow ramsey bolton is so i mean like he has more of a claim to it than john snow does but they still i mean it the knights of the veil come in or not uh you know with led by Littlefinger, they win the day it's a great great episode uh so i still will give my vote towards battle of the bastards so as he as scott said both these episodes are completely different but they do share at least in my eyes a somewhat underlying theme of female empowerment. Ah. In the Always Sunny episode, they're trying to see who could make the football team. And Lori is convinced, determined to show the guys that girls, women can play. Her name is Dee. <laughs> Dee. I don't know where I got Lori from. <laughs> Dee is trying to show the guys that women can make can play football too. And 
show that she can make it further in the addition tryout process than um, they can. So, and she does. Yeah, and then she breaks her foot. Well, then she breaks her <laughs> foot, but she is bound and determined to kind of show, hey, women can do this too. And in the Game of Thrones episode, um, Sansa is telling John from the beginning his strategy is not quite going to work. She knows Ramsay, and like she's trying to tell John, give him ideas, and John's just kind of writing her off. So in the end, it's Sansa that gets the veil involved. It's Sansa that kind of. Um, but that's another thing that annoys me dogs. though too is like one because that episode like how could she get to the veil so quickly and then rally that army so quickly and basically less than a night like the like again I do like this episode it's so weird but like it's 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 frustrating sometimes like how they can do that so quickly and ah uh, it's and also too it's like she was offering like she didn't like say like oh let's go get these people to help she's just kind of like just criticizing John Snow and he's like what do you want me to do like what better strategy do we have than just to do this? Um, Scott just Kanye'd me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, that's you should be used to that by now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, before I was so rudely interrupted, my vote is going to go to Game of Thrones Battle of the Bastards. Um, my vote is going to go towards the one that I think uh, to Game of Thrones. But, again, this is one that... I've never seen an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Mr. Lawson has shown me clips of like the one episode that has the musical of like Dayman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that is really like the only thing I've ever seen. Um, I tried to watch it. I think I need to watch it. I tried to watch it by myself, but I couldn't get into it. And I think I need to just watch it with somebody. Um, but. Uh, I don't know if this is, like, Danny DeVito's M.O., but is he, like, always taking drugs in the episode? No. He, that, it's, it's, not every episode, but when, um, I'd say at least once a season he goes on some kind of major acid or drug trip. Okay, so that was just my question. It's on brand for him, though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. They all seem, seem kind of, like, hot messes, but I, that whole, like, trip thing was, you know, I didn't know if that was part of his demo. Anyways, um, I enjoyed the episode, and um, it makes me want to watch more. But I am gonna vote for Game of Thrones. So the Battle of the Bastards. I mean, that's just like to me, Ramsey is probably if if he's not the big, he might be the biggest villain in, in the series. I would say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think he's worse than Joffrey. I mean, he's like yes. he's one. He actually does the evil. Joffrey just orders the evil. Yeah, I mean, he really is just someone you want to see die. Yeah. So the fact that, big spoiler, he dies here at the end um, and is defeated is just... Yeah, it's just, it, it is, and it, Mrs. Lawson then that just hated Ramsey the whole time. Like, yeah. she, like, would be animated, like, oh, I can't, like, so it's just kind of fun just seeing him get defeated. Um, the fact, I, I understand your complaint, Scott, but I think, honestly, Jon Snow, like, just, his charisma was what was carrying that army together. And it was just, that was his, like, don't, they were following him. Like, they right. were just so, I think they were so impressed with what he did with the White Walkers. Um, they were just behind him like that. And they kind of like, basically, if John was like, hey, we're marching south, I think they were kind of with him. And I think they also understood that that was his homeland as well that they were fighting for. So I, I, I do kind of think it makes sense. Well, and he, like, came back, didn't he, like, die, and then he came back from the dead? Yeah. At that point, so it's like you know he's got kind of a reputation. Yeah, I mean I think that's kind of what it was. Um, the the 
the fact like Ramsey sent Rickon across that field just to shoot him with a bow and arrow, I thought was just like a, it was just, but it was just a really like powerful scene. Um, and I mean, this, this to me is like probably my favorite Game of Thrones episode because the battle scene is just so well done. It is very suspenseful. So, yeah, and like so intense. And the problem with this being such a great episode is when they have the battle at the end with the White Walkers. To me, it like pales in comparison mm-hmm. to this. So it's well, like another. It's like, again the problem with Game of Thrones. It's like they had such great moments earlier in the seasons. That when they came to the finale, it just didn't it didn't match what they had done earlier in the show. I'm glad you said that too because I think this was the last truly great episode of Game of Thrones overall because everything else from there was downhill. Even like your complaint in this episode with the veil just kind of shows up so quickly. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't match the rest. Like it's probably reasonable, maybe a little bit too fast, but it just like that happened so quickly when. That's, I think, the problem is, like, they have all, they, like, do a really good job, but then, like, randomly, when it suits them, they're just like, oh, this happened really fast. Yeah, and that, that's the thing, because this, like, so, and Mercy Warren said before, like, it's a woman empowerment episode, but if you think about it logically, the only way that that could make sense for the army to get there so quickly was that they were already on the way somehow, you know? Because then, at that point, like, Sansa doesn't really even matter. All she did was complain, and then she ran into them as they were already on their way, and then she turned around with them. And it like, because that's the only thing that makes sense. Because how can you, in one night's time, basically five hours, get to the Vale, organize the whole army together, and then get them to exactly where they need to be in the battlefield? <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't make sense when you think about it like that. Still a great episode, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, Game of Thrones moves on. <laughs> Quick voting here to close out this episode. Going back to the first part of the bracket, we have How I Met Your Mother, the best burger episode. Going up against The Simpsons, Mr. Plow. And um, there aren't many other episodes that could beat The Simpsons for me. But this is a terrific episode of How I Met Your Mother, Best Burger. And um, it's going to get my vote over Mr. Plow. Um, I'm going to vote for How I Met Your Mother as well. Uh, I will vote for How I Met Your Mother Get the brooms out again. It's asleep. All right. So then we get... Frasier's Ham Radio versus Game of Thrones Battle of the Bastards. What a strange matchup. Um, and this one, I, I feel like after everything I said about Battle of the Bastards, like, Fraser yeah, just has to get my vote. Yeah, he kind of whacked himself. I did, I did, I kid. I mean, like, and Fraser is, that's, it's a great episode. It's not my favorite episode of Fraser, but this isn't my favorite episode of Game of Thrones either. We'll probably get my favorite episode of Game of Thrones in there. But it is, I, I do agree with Mrs. Lawson, it is very, very satisfying that they get Ramsey Snow. I'm never going to call him Ramsey Bolton. He killed his father. So, but uh, it is satisfying how he dies at the end. But Fraser Ham Radio is a very funny episode, and uh, it gets my vote. Fraser Ham Radio is a funny episode, but my vote is going to go towards Game of Thrones, Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, I usually tend to go more funny, but I think I am game of thrones all right so game of thrones versus how this is a mrs lawson versus mrs lawson (laughs) the thing here this is funny and uh so we finally knock off the uh the empire the back and forth that was mr lawson and mercy warren so we have how i met your mother versus oh wait yeah, battle yeah. of the. Oh wait, no, 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 wait. I'm sorry. This oh, was right. well, no, but it was a tie. I'm sorry. 
wasn't it? A, no, 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 it wasn't a tie. It was, I'm sorry, three against one. Okay, I'm going to edit that part out. So we have Battle of the Bastards going up against How I Met Your Mother Best Burger episode. And I will stick with How I Met Your Mother Best Burger episode. Um, I'm going to do How I Met Your Mother Best Burger episode as well. Okay. Never did anything good come to this point. Uh, this is awesome. This is awesome. Yeah, finally. You, you debunked the uh, the trend in a powerful statement. <laughs> I'll find. Um... Well, How I Met Your Mother is one of my favorite shows of all time, and I do enjoy Game of Thrones. I think, um, I don't know if I'm going to push this to a tiebreaker. I think I'm going to go with How I Met Your Mother. And I'm going to vote for Game of Thrones. <laughs> Alright, so if it was a tiebreaker, um, Battle of the Bastards is... I think the highest rate of episode, not just of Game of Thrones, but it's been credited as the highest rated episode of any show of all time on IMDb. It has a 9.9 out of 10. Wow. So it's almost like you get a double win here either way, Mrs. Lawson. Um, it's pretty crazy. Uh, How I Met Your Mother, also strongly high uh, rated. It's 8.4 out of 10. So not too bad, but 9.9 .9 out of 10. Uh, Game of Thrones, but How I Met Your Mother, best burger episode. Uh, we had a feast with this one. We really enjoyed it. So, and I am now officially 0 and 23 across all the brackets and shows we've done. <laughs> I have yet to win. Oh man, like the opposite of the uh, Oakland A's right now, or the uh, or the formerly known Cleveland Indians. Right, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, those win streaks. I, I have a great losing streak going, and we'll keep it going potentially in the next episodes to come. Thank you, everybody out there. Uh, we had a great time doing this. I appreciate everybody here. Uh, any closing argument or arguments? <laughs> any closing statements from anybody? <laughs> I would like to close and argue against you guys voting against uh, Game of Thrones at the end, but uh, the rule changes in the MLB. Do you want to give a quick take, Scott? Yeah, actually, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That as we recorded this just recently, uh, they changed the rules in baseball. And so they're getting rid of the shift, which I'm a huge fan of. I don't like the shift in general. I, I think they need to keep the shortstop on the left side of second base. Besides that, I mean, everything else is kind of fine. I mean, they got the pitch count. I don't really, I mean, the timer on that, I don't really care too much. But yeah, I think the only thing I wish they would have changed was just make it, get rid of American League and National League. Just make it East and West. Just kind of like just shake things up. I mean, since they got rid of the DH, you know, I'm the universal DH. They have that in now. Like, just might as well change it up. Miss Lawson? Yeah, I'd almost rather them have like still the East, West, and Central divisions, but just almost have like a mega, like mega division. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like the NL West and the ALS West just like combine and make yeah. a little more than they do non division. I, I'm kind of yeah. with you on that. Yeah. I do think pitch clock is going to help because I think a lot of it is like pitchers, they have like that, like they use. Like more time to like recover between pitches it allows them like throw better pitches. Mm -hmm. The fact they can't recover as much is gonna I think cut down on their ability to like make really extremely good pitches. Which I think MLB is just trying to promote offense across the board. So definitely, definitely yeah. the steal and stuff. But yeah, good episode guys and we'll, we'll look forward to some Halloween episodes soon. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Um as we know pumpkin season is upon us. Um I just wanna give a drink recommendation that I tried. <laughs> just a total switch. Um, but it's the Starbucks 
brown sugar shake and espresso with the pumpkin cold foam on top. Yes, it is kind of a splurge drink, but I give it a 9 out of 10. If you like pumpkin season and pumpkin drinks and just overall fall things, I give it a recommendation. I'll have to try that. I've had like the pumpkin cream cold brew with the foam and that's really good. I'll have to try the brown sugar and I've tried the brown sugar shaken espresso. I'll have to try that together. That does sound good. It's delicious. Um, it's good recommendation. Brown sugar shaken espresso is and uh, what could be better with like the foam on top? <laughs> it's a pretty local coffee shop. I'm always Starbucks. Yeah, we give, we, yeah, we, <laughs> we give so many great endorsements on here. We <laughs> love some of that endorsement money. So thank you all there for joining us this episode. Uh, find us on Round 4 Brackets on our Twitter account. Reach out to us there. Become a VIP listener, just like John C. McGinley. Uh, you know, you can be insulted by Mr. Lawson as well, just like he was. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Uh, RD3 Productions at Yahoo.com. Find us on the Scott Barnes uh, Facebook account with the RD3, RD4 logos. And uh, until then, we'll see you next time. Have a, a wonderful time. Mrs. Mercy Warren. Bye. Bye.